Hello and welcome to another episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You with me, la la la, let me explain. And it is Wednesday again, so we have another three topics to tackle. And of course, mysteriously, actually, there may be one appearing on my Instagram, there may not be. It's like a fun twist. It's like a game. It's like check Lala's Insta and see if her ADHD has taken over or whether there is actually one on there for us to comment on. So go check it out. It's a mystery. The first topic this week says... Hi, Lala. I've recently recruited a new member of my team and I have developed feelings for them. And I think I found a potential perfect match for me. I really didn't expect it, but after four days of working together, I've realized he might be my perfect man. The trouble is, now I don't know how I can transition from being his boss to in a position where I can ask him out, get to know him more on a date level and gauge his interest with me. I don't want to make him uncomfortable. I still don't know if he likes me in that way. It still seems a little grey area when it comes to feelings. All I know is that we both get on really well together and I feel like we would work really well as a couple. I don't want to lose my chance of securing the man of my dreams. Oh, no. You know, you shouldn't have given him the job. You should have just stolen his number off of his CV and gone from there. Because at this point, actually, let me just stop and say sorry, by the way. I'm not condoling people in positions of power, stealing numbers of people who apply for jobs at their organisations in order to have sex with them. Don't do that. But that is what you should have done. You shouldn't have given him the job. Because now you're in a position of power and the fact that you are in that position of power means that you are treading on very, very dodgy ground by putting it on him in a romantic way. In a work context or in any context, in or outside of work, you can't put it on him now without really risking a lot. Because even if it is receptive at the beginning, what happens if things go sour grapes? He could really use shit against you. You just never know. How many of us have been with people who've just suddenly turned? And what if he's not receptive at the beginning? What if he's gay? What if you put it on him and it makes him feel instantly threatened and uncomfortable? How is he going to react? How would you feel if maybe he's not into you? And how would you feel if your boss at a company where you've just started working at a job that you really want tries it on with you, but you're not into them? You're now in a very awkward position. And this is why the power dynamic makes it a bad thing to do, because you never know if the person with the less power is going forward with it because they're interested or because they feel that they have to, to not compromise their position. You may be reading things into his behavior around you, which is literally just him trying to impress his boss. You cannot cross that boundary. It is too risky but maybe that risk is going to turn you on because it does sound like you've gone slightly limerent on this. The way that you're like already imagining that this is the person of your dreams when you don't actually really know them. You know, the person that they are at work when they're trying to impress their boss is not necessarily the person who they truly are. And you're basing this fantasy off the back of the fact that you fancy them. You should maybe just leave this to an office fantasy. The thing that you maybe wank over and think about that will never actually come true. I think you're potentially risking way too much for a person that you don't really know anything about by even trying it on with him. But you know what? I actually think that maybe this is a good way of finding boyfriends. I think that you should just start doing regular recruitment drives 
even when there are no available positions at your workplace. You can get their whole CVs. You can even ask other people that they've worked with about them, like full-on fucking references and all that. So even if you don't actually have jobs going at your place, I think you should run recruitment drives, find new people, pretend that you're going to offer them a job, take their numbers off their CVs that way and date them. Just don't give them jobs this time. Right, on to the next question, which says... Hi, Lala. So I've been seeing a man for a little over a month now after coming out of a long-term relationship eight months ago. I'm 33, and this man has said the following things. You gave the best years of your life to your ex, and now there's no getting them back. We were talking about what we were, like, our fuck buddies, exclusive, etc. And he said... Okay, so how would you feel if you turned up at my house and I was here with another girl and she was also hotter than you? How would you react? He's also requested that I dress up as a schoolgirl for him as it's his fantasy. I don't know if it's worth saying that because he's not from the UK. Sometimes I feel I'm making excuses as things may be different where he grew up and it may not mean it as brutally as it sounds. Can I get your advice, please? Um... Well, I am glad that you're thinking about it in a cultural context because there's sometimes things that can get lost in translation and things can have different meanings in different cultures and societies. And I think it's important to give consideration to that. But creepiness transcends borders. Creepiness is an international language and so is negging, which is what it sounds like he's doing when he says, you gave the best years of your life to your ex and now there's no getting them back. A rude... How do you know it's the best years of her life? She's only fucking 33. She's got way more years to live than what she's already had. How depressing to think that if you live to 80, you've already allegedly had the best years of your life a long fucking time ago. And then what? What happens for the next 50 years after your 30s? You just spend the rest of the time being like, oh my God, I wish I could go back to that time when I was with Gary in 2017. Fuck off, you absolute idiots. So yeah, that part is not true. And it's designed to make you feel like you're on the shelf and that you're lucky to be with him. And then we have more negging. When he gives you this scenario about another woman who's hotter than you being at his house and he wants to know how you'd react. Well, that is just ridiculous. Why invent this situation that would just be mean and horrible? Why make the person that you're seeing feel like there's anyone who you think is hotter right now, who could possibly be at your house. Why would you even say that if you're over that age of 14? It sounds like a fucking TikTok trend. Tell your girl that there's someone hotter coming to your house and see how she reacts. And then the schoolgirl thing, which is just the icing on this disgusting cake. I've been very clear in the past about what I think about schoolgirl fantasies. I think it's disgusting. I mean, if I went around saying what my biggest fantasy is to see a boy dressed up as a school child. Everyone would have a fucking fit and we need to do the same the other way round. They don't want a grown woman in a schoolgirl's uniform, even though that's what they're going to get if they're having sex with adults. They only want that because they don't want to break the law. The fantasy is the child. There's plenty of power dynamics that you can play out, like maid, secretary, robber who's getting arrested by a police officer. Plenty of adult fantasies that include power play. 
they involve the same kind of power dynamics as schoolgirl and I don't know what schoolgirl and nonce. Is that the character that, that, that you play opposite when you're in a schoolgirl fantasy? Is that what he dresses up as? A fucking nonce? Or is it supposed to be teacher? Because that's just as fucking creepy. What are you role-playing child sexual exploitation? No, it's not okay. So genuinely, we should really be feeling very suspicious of anybody who wants anybody to dress up as a school child. Sexualizing children is not a kink. And normalizing the whole schoolgirl fantasy normalizes dirty old men sexually exploiting teenage girls. We make it as like, oh, it's just something that people do. Ha ha ha. No. No, it's something that nonces do, and we do not have this. They should feel ashamed to say that it's their fantasy. And if they're not, then I worry about them. And that's not to say that they'd ever harm a little girl. Maybe it's a good thing that they're trying to enact their fantasies with grown women. But why is this your fantasy, bro? Freud would say it's not his fault. But if you want to raise children, potentially having a long-term relationship with this man, who Freud would have a field day with... What the fuck are you getting yourself into? It's only been a month and he's already said three alarming things. And I think that's enough for you to know that he's not worth wasting any more time on. No matter how good the sex is, because I reckon it must be for you to still be here. Definite block, delete, move on. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, so I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. <laughs> Okay, our third and final question says... Hi, Lala. My father-in-law has been causing me to have panic attacks for the last year. I've started therapy via the NHS, and at my second session last week, my therapist told me that his behaviour and actions towards me is domestic abuse. It has left me feeling shocked, and I'm really struggling with what to do now. He's been belittling me, offering to wash my back in the bath, made lewd comments about my body when I was breastfeeding my kids... I keep my doors locked as he has come in uninvited and refuses to heed my boundaries. He bangs on the windows and demands to be let in. I have two kids now that need protection from him. I also need protection from him. My husband is shocked as well. We've never been in a situation like this where neither one of us knows what to do. If we go no contact, I don't know what his dad would do to try and see my children. Women's aid can't help because it's not part of the violence. He's physically assaulted my husband seven years ago, and my older son got hurt in the incident. He was four at the time. I'm scared that if he can hurt his son, he could hurt me. 
what can I do? Well, he sounds absolutely vile. And yes, this is abuse. Domestic violence covers partners and ex-partners, even if you don't live together, children, relatives and household members. It could be domestic abuse, even if it were a lodger. So yes, this is domestic abuse, but you don't live together. So that is a big protective factor. You have the right to protect yourself and your family from this horrible behaviour. One thing that struck me about this question is that it feels as though for you, learning that this can be labelled as domestic violence has made you feel more anxious and nervous, whilst also validating you and making you realise that you can do something about this. It's a complex situation because sometimes this happens. Sometimes when we say this is domestic abuse or that was rape or that was assault, people can internalise that and suddenly feel trauma as a result of hearing that label or feel more frightened as a result of hearing that label. But I want you to contextualise it and realise that the risk is still the same. Nothing has changed from before you realised that this was domestic abuse to after. So don't allow that label to make you feel more frightened. Uh, Allow it to make you feel validated, that, that you're not crazy, that this is abuse and actually Like I said, you can do something about it. It's a very complex situation, especially really for your husband. You know, it would be very easy for us to say, you know, your partner must take his dad down and protect you and tell his dad to fuck off. But it's never quite as easy as that. Family things like this run deep. Your partner was raised by this awful man. So therefore, it would be useful for your husband to put himself on the waiting list for therapy too. I think it would help you both to have individual therapy around how complex this issue is. The law is definitely on your side. If he comes banging at your door, you have the right to call the police. You also have the right to apply for a non-molestation order. It's basically a restraining order or an injunction is another term for it. You can apply for that yourself. Go to courtnav, so court and then nav.org.uk, which is a free online tool that helps you apply for a court order against domestic abuse. A non-molestation order could really protect you. It will set down boundaries. It will say that he can't come to your property. He can't go to the children's school. You certainly should let your children's school know what's happening and that under no circumstances can he come to collect them. And from this point onwards, write down absolutely everything that happens and everything that he does. Set a boundary at this point. You don't need to wait for him to do anything else. At this point, lay down the law and explain to him or get your partner to explain that you no longer want him to come to the house and you no longer want to have any contact. Or just don't engage with him initially. You can make that choice too. You can either lay down the law and say, right, that's it, we're done, don't come back. Or you can just disengage. And then when he next comes to the house or attempts to contact you, then you can say, actually, we are laying down some boundaries. We feel you've been really unhealthy. We don't want to have any further contact with you tell him that you're making that decision and he probably will turn up at the house he sounds like he's an irate unreasonable and volatile person he probably won't make it easy for you to just do this but you do have the right to call the police every time he causes problems for you and that will actually add to weight to your application for a non-molestation order have you got a ring doorbell or anything like that i think they're actually on offer on amazon at the moment not that i really want to promote jeff bezos's gang but 
I did actually buy one the other day. It was about 70 quid and it's life-changing. I really do think a ring doorbell or some kind of camera system at your house is worth it and would make you feel better. And it would also record everything that's going on at the front of your house and that might make you feel a bit more secure. There are groups that can support you around domestic abuse, even though it's not partnered abuse. You can contact Respect. They are an organisation that can help both you and your partner with what you've been going through. You can call them for free on 0808 802 4040 but lay down the boundaries stick together as a team get as much support as you can and record everything so there we are for another week what have we covered this week bosses who are about to risk everything for a limerent dream creepy fucking international border transcending nonces and terrible father-in-laws so typical week round here really come back and join us for more shit like this on a friday monday wednesday whenever you want it or you can save them up and listen to them all at once and if you want to have your topic discussed on here then send it to my separate instagram page which is at ask la 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 let me explain la 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 let me explain this has been a sony music entertainment production 